the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's hear together the words of Blessed St. Paul from his letter to the Colossian Church in chapter 3. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. St. Paul, with his words, is painting a picture of the true life and blessedness and the life and blessed experience of all those who are in Christ in the kingdom of God. This is the life that you and I are to enjoy together now and throughout eternity. Listen again to how God calls us through blessed St. Paul to live towards one another. Because what he's calling us to is the nature and virtues of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we enjoy together amongst one another. He said, put on tender mercies, kindness toward one another, humility before one another, meekness. I love that word meekness. A lot of people out in the world look at meekness and just because it kind of rhymes with it, they think weakness. No, no, that's not meekness. Meekness is an incredible strength. It's the strength to stay our hand from ever doing harm to one another by our words or by our deeds. It's the strength to be gentle with one another, gentle in love towards one another. He calls us to forbear, be long-suffering with one another. What does that mean? That you and I and all of us here, we look through the frailties that we all have that might rub against us wrong from time to time. And we endure with one another knowing that all of us are in the ark of salvation being saved and transformed. And so we are long-suffering with one another, getting beyond the weaknesses and frailties and choosing love as the greater good. And that's what St. Paul concludes with. He says, above all of these things that I've mentioned, including forgiveness, as Christ forgave us, above all of these things you put on love. Put on love. Why does St. Paul say that? It says love is the bond of perfection of all of these things. The church fathers put it perfectly when they describe love. They call it the hinge of all virtues that the door of all virtues operates upon. Love is the basis of it all. And so it begs the question of us all today. How do we become like this? How do we become love and from love flow in all of these virtues towards one another at all times? How can this love be written upon our own hearts? Most of you know, in fact, almost all of you know, is blessed to be at the clergy retreat this past week. Father Maximus, who is the dean of Holy Cross Seminary, was our speaker, our teacher, our retreatant for the week. And the focus of the retreat on this week was on the life, ministry, and priesthood of St. Basil the Great. The great Cappadocian bishop, who was bishop in Cappadocia in the mid-300s, 
you know, the mid to late fourth century. And I tell you that so many of what he taught us as far as how St. Basil lived his life and how he taught others to live their life was founded precisely on what St. Paul is expressing today. St. Basil saw it in himself that not only must I become love, not only must I become love as God is love, but I must teach others to do the same. This was his greatest ministry. And I heard it all week. And so I want to share with you some of St. Basil the Great's thoughts on how we become love. And the foundation of his teachings on how to become love came from the Apostle John in his first epistle, 1 John in chapter 4, a very short verse. It says simply this, we love him because he first loved us. We cannot love God. We cannot love one another without the grand experience of the love of God poured towards our lives. That's what he taught. So again, we ask the question, how? How do we experience the love of God? How do we experience, as St. Paul might put it, the width, the length, the depth, and the height to know the love of God that surpasses all understanding? How do we come to know this? And that last thing St. Paul says, that the love of Christ surpasses all knowledge, St. Basil said this. He said, we cannot learn to love and become loved by being taught. You can't teach love. You can talk about it all you want. You can express great truths of love all you want, but we will never become love based on teaching alone, based on hearing about love alone. St. Basil would say that the love of God, for it, to be, it is to be experienced by all. And that is the only way that we become love. And then he answers the question, how can we live a life? To open ourselves up to the very experience of the love of God in our lives. Because that's the critical thing to become love. To experience the love of God. How? He answers that question this way. He says it is in the daily routine of worship, of prayer, and of being in the Holy Scriptures that we experience the divine love of God to us. It's when we avail ourselves with our own disciplines to choose to spend time with this God who is love. Again, in worship, in prayer, and in the Holy Scriptures. It is there that we will experience God day after day, not just in the liturgy. We are here together with heaven and earth joining, and Christ is present. And we experience His love when we come to pray and worship and receive this blessed sacrament from Him Sunday after Sunday and Mass after Mass. But then we are to carry it throughout the week into daily continuation of that fellowship, of that blessed prayer to worship Christ. There's a quote that Saint Maximus gave of Saint Basil. Excuse me, Father Maximus gave of Saint Basil when he was teaching. That was it, I, I just wanted to stay there for a while. Listen to this teaching of Saint Basil. He said, "Prayer welcomes within oneself the very presence of God. Prayer welcomes within oneself the very presence of God." He said, "It is in prayer that one holds God forever in his heart, in his soul." And in his memory. 
Isn't that beautiful? That's what's to be experienced in prayer. In St. Basil, again, he said, you're not going to be taught to love. You must experience it. My friends, I thought of an example when I was being taught this this week. You know, I didn't learn to love and be in wonder and be in awe at the most beautiful sunrise or the most wondrous sunset because somebody told me about it. Well, I might have joined in their experience a little bit. Well, thank God you had that. When was it that I came to learn to love those precious things at the beginning of the day and the end of the day? When I set myself to give myself an opportunity to experience that sunrise. To experience the beauty and the wonder of the sunset as it's going low on the horizon and the clouds are illuminated. Nobody could teach me that. The only way I could love and appreciate it and enter into the wonder of that created act of God was to set myself before it. To experience it. And this is what St. Basil is teaching. He taught all of the souls around him. Do you want to know the love of God? Do you want to experience the love of God? And by that experience. Do you want to become the love of God. Expressed to one another. Then you too must place yourself. Before the divine God. And fellowship with him. And receive who he is. For God is love. And then take on all of his virtues. You must place yourself before him. Day after day. Hour after hour. And while I was hearing this teaching of St. Basil. My mind went to one of my favorite psalms. Of King David in Psalm 27. Listen to what David's heart longed for. The one thing that David's heart longed for. As he would say this. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Why? Listen to what he says next. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire of him in his temple. He longed to go and be in the tabernacle, the temple of God. To experience God and to inquire. Not just to experience from what he would behold, but to ask questions. To learn from him. To fellowship with God. Because we know where did God dwell in the old covenant? There in the tabernacle. There in the temple was the presence of God. And I would remind you today, where is the temple of God now? Yes, this is a temple of God and God's presence is here. That's why the presence candle is always lit. But what's really the temple of God now? You are. You have been made the temple of the divine. The temple of the Holy Spirit. Which means every day and every moment of your life. We would just turn to prayer. Even in the recesses of our mind. The opportunity is there to experience what David experienced. To experience what St. Basil said he experienced. The divine love of God. And to inquire within oneself. Not in our own minds. But it's because this is where God is. That I seek Him no matter where I am. Driving in the car. Walking my dog. Going about my job. Or just about ready to get, go to bed. God is infinitely present. And so St. Basil is encouraging us. As is St. Paul. 
that we open ourselves to the divine experience as often as possible throughout the day. Again, in prayer, in worship, and in the reading of the Holy Scriptures where God reveals Himself and teaches us. And as to what St. Paul says today about becoming love towards one another, taking that experience and bringing it toward one another, St. Basil reminds us of how Jesus gave the summary of the law. We hear it every Sunday. What's the summary of the law? Love the Lord thy God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And St. Basil would teach, and rightly so, that the ability to fulfill the second is completely dependent on fulfilling the first. Did you get that? To fulfill our ability to love our neighbor in meekness, in gentleness, in long-suffering, and with all love and forgiveness. In order to do that, first we must love God. And we must experience in that love relationship His love toward us. That is the only way, my friends, <clears throat> only way that we can be transformed into such love that conveys itself one to another. And to a world so in need of experiencing the divine love of God. And so I exhort you this morning that you begin a life Continue in, begin a life, up your life in making yourself available for the experience of the divine. He is with you always. Let's begin to turn to Him in the moments, not just every other day. To be with Him, to experience His love. And we will become such love in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.